A Thousand Flips with Kevin Link and Dan MacDonald. The story of how two real estate individuals have done a thousand transactions in the last five years. Episode five. Dan, we made it. We made it to episode five. I like it. Good. I like it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about this morning's ISA training. That's an important topic. Yes. It's an important topic for anyone out there with a team, anyone out there with ISAs. We have ISAs. We do. We yep. do. Inside sales associates. Very important part of the business. We do... Why don't you tell... Tell everybody, Dan. What we do ISA training multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? For people who don't know what an ISA is, let me give some more background information. So the company does uh, outbound marketing. So the company does Google advertising, direct mail, uh, cold calling, TV, radio. All you know. We put the advertising out there. The calls come into the company. The people who answer the phone are called inside sales associates or inside sales agents, uh, ISAs. They ha- they are the first uh, they are the first people to talk to the potential uh, customers, clients, and it's very important how those calls go. That that initial call um, can make or break whether we're going to end up working um, with the callers. So we spend a lot of time training them, um, going over scripting, listening to the recorded calls, uh, seeing where we can make improvements. And uh, we've been sort of tinkering with scripts for years. Uh, We have something that works, but it's just, it's a skill that has to constantly be practiced. So um, now that I think people understand the lay of the land, do you want to talk about what we focused on in today's meeting with them? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I will just say to Dan's point of of the, I mean, this is sort of like the triage, right? That the ISA is running, the lead comes in. They've, they're not only responsible for kind of teeing it up for an appointment, but they're also really responsible for making sure that, um, you know, we're not wasting time out in the field, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. so if, if, if uh and that's why we cannot meet with everyone who calls in absolutely we can't yeah it's not not everybody's going to be a fit and that's okay but we can't just go out and meet with everybody and we rely heavily on these isas to sort of adequately qualify perform this triage when these leads come in and make sure that we are meeting the people that we should be meeting and that we are not meeting people who are not a good fit for our services um, especially for these in-person appointments, you know, it, driving out to, you know, Fort Washington, you know, that's can be three, four hours out of a day if you have an appointment and traffic and what have you. So <clears throat> um, each of these appointments are time intensive. So what we talked about today, and, and I'll just take a step back, you know, one of the things that we often reiterate, and of course, we're looking for cash opportunities, off-market opportunities. Oftentimes, these are going to be properties that need some work and or where the seller is, is not really interested in kind of going the traditional route, uh, either because of convenience, they prefer the ease of selling to an investor, 
or speed or both, and uh, they don't have to fix anything up or make changes to, to the property, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I've been saying this, for, I don't know, for years and years, and every time I say it, I feel like it's almost cartoonishly elementary, but I still say it over and over again because I think it's important. Maybe, I, I don't know, I'm not sure if you agree with me, Dan, but it's, uh, you know, I say the two things that really matter, if you're going to distill it down to two things, mm-hmm. is that you've got to talk to somebody. We want to meet with people who are actually selling their house, number one, and number two, people who um, might sell their house for cash. And those two things, what do they mean? Well, they're actually selling their house, meaning that in the next one to three months, this person is going to sell their house to somebody or somehow. Um, it's not somebody who I'll sell my house if I got the right offer, or I'll sell my house if I got a million dollars, or I might sell my house next year, blah, 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 right? Somebody who has made a decision and they are moving, like they're relocating for a job or they can't, you know, they don't want to hold the house anymore. They bought a new house or whatever. They're actually selling. Uh, And number two, they might sell for cash, meaning that this is a potential, this is a property and a seller where they uh, are exploring the cash route and it's something that could be a fit. And what that, what I mean by that is the house is not newly renovated, right? Sometimes we get those calls. Here's a newly renovated house. I, I want to sell it. What's your cash offer? Well, that's, of course, never going to be a great fit for our business because we need to have uh, the property needs to be in a condition where we can come in, add value, and, and uh, do work to the property and then resell it. Um, so it's got to be somebody who where the property needs some work and or the person is just prefers to sell the more sort of easier, streamlined, convenient way versus listing it. So those are the two things, uh, just sort of broad strokes. Dan, you've heard me say that approximately 10,000 times. They sound simple, they sound obvious, but sometimes sellers can be a little coy. They can sometimes be misleading. And uh, sometimes they don't even really know exactly what the future holds for them so it is actually a tougher job than what it sounds like to get the answers to those two questions i think that's right it does every time i say it initially right we want to find somebody we want to meet with people who are selling their house and it might sell for cash i feel like i've entered into like an episode of the muppets or something it's like bert and ernie having a a conversation where we're like we're you know we're a, a cash buyer and the things we look for are people who are selling, <laughs> you know, number one selling. But I think Dan hit the nail on the head. It is, it does sound simple. It is simple, but sort of getting to that information is not always simple um, because you've got to, you know, sellers are all, these people are calling in or reaching out to us. They want an offer from us it's easy to assume that they're ready to sell or you might even ask a preliminary question like are you thinking about selling yeah i'm 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 thinking about selling my house here in the next few months i wanted to get an offer right that doesn't necessarily mean that they are actually going to sell their house in the next few months i think that's sort of the point that dan was making especially because the advertising is 
We'll buy it as is. We'll take it in its current condition. We'll buy it directly without any commissions. So that right there appeals to a lot of people. Uh-huh. It doesn't just appeal to people with with teardowns or homes that need substantial renovation. I mean, someone with a nice home might hear that and think that sounds like a good fit for them. But so you're talking about point number two here. Really. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. They're like, and we get those calls all the time. Somebody's like, hey, no commissions. <laughs> Great. Well, and piggybacking on the episode where we talked about how agents can benefit from working with uh, wholesalers. A lot of those tend to turn into Here's listings. What I found. Well, my watch just went off, Dan. Siri started talking to me. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. It, it, the, those are the leads that oftentimes turn retail. Um, but yeah, it is. So we focus on a lot of different things, scripting, and we listen to calls, and we do a lot of different things in our various ISA trainings. But one of the things that we is sort of a constant theme is that. We want to make sure that we are sort of capturing all of the leads possible that are going to be good opportunities, and we want to meet every good opportunity lead. And we, in theory, want to have zero overlap. The Venn diagram, we want to have no overlap with leads that are not really cash leads, you know, because it does. uh, And not now leads. And not now leads, yeah. So it doesn't help. For me to go out and meet with somebody who is thinking about selling in a year. It's too premature. It just, it, it's... We just don't have the time. We don't have the time. And it's not, and frankly, won't be a productive meeting. We're going to have to meet with them again. Yep. Um, so how do we get to that? And we, you know, believe me, we've, you know, in the past, you know, these appointments do sort of slip through the cracks sometimes. I mean, we have, we send people out and they do appointments and it's a seller who is not totally qualified in either one or both of those areas. And I think the the way that that happens is that you've got somebody who sort of, it makes general representations about their interest in selling. And then the ISA isn't sort of, doesn't do quite enough digging into uh, the seller's motivation and the situation to really suss out whether or not this person is in fact selling now and whether or not this is uh, somebody who really is better paired with uh, a real estate agent. Um, so, for example, we were this morning we were talking about a situation where, um, you know, if somebody calls in and they uh, are talking about selling their property, you've got to you've got to sort of dig below the surface to get. If, you know, there's a difference between I'm going to sell my house. And I'm actually selling my house in the next three months. There's a huge difference there. Um, so how do you get to that, Dan? I guess is sort of what you know we always focus on. Um, of course, you can dig into the circumstances, right? You know that's sort of an easy way. So okay, where are you going, right? If it's if it's, if if it's owner occupied, where are you going? You understand. You start to understand what their sort of timeline actually looks like then. Uh, oh, I well, we're going to buy a house. Have you started looking? No. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> um, or like, oh, well, we were thinking about, like, you know, renting a place here, but we might move to Atlanta. It's like half-baked, you know. Obviously, you sort of got... You're, you're, they're sort of just at the outset of trying to figure it out. It doesn't mean you can't continue the dialogue, but it may 
they may not be sort of ready to sort of dive into a full appointment and talk about it. One of the questions that I often ask in a situation like this is, um, I'll sort of, you know, some people call it going negative, but what I would, what I'll say is I'll sort of offer up the option of, uh, sort of the, the notion of them holding onto the house, um, which I've found to be like exceedingly effective at figuring out kind of pinpointing the person's motivation and time frame. So, you know, you can ask the question, are you like, are you definitely selling the house? So like, you know, which sounds a little bizarre, you know, or be like, are you selling in the next three months? <laughs> Tell me whether or not this is really going to happen. <laughs> is this real? <laughs> are we dating or not? Uh, but I will oftentimes say, sort of take the reverse sort of tactic and say something like, Hey, well, it sounds like a great property. Um, why not, you know, why not just, are you still thinking, are you still thinking about, um, you know, are you definitely ready to sell it or are you still kind of thinking maybe I'll keep it as a rental? I just like really sort of tee it up that way. Like, uh, are you so are you sure you want to sell it? It sounds like a nice property. I mean, would you not is not a part of you not thinking that you want to keep it in the family? You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they are truly selling their house, they will be more than happy and quick to correct you. Um, that's oftentimes like a clear indication. Um, you put something forward like that, you get a response like, "Oh hell no! Oh no, we're selling." I don't want to be a landlord. We're selling. I have to sell. No, it's not a. It's not a question There's of no keeping this. whether it. We're selling the house, right? People, when you start to walk them into a situation, you know, go negative or walk them into sort of a picture perfect scenario that is not what they want, usually people are pretty firm in correcting it. So that's one sort of sort of tried and true technique that I think works very well. Again, pretty simple. You know, it's nothing, there's mm-hmm. nothing magical mm-hmm. about it, but it, it is, I've said it a thousand times over the years, you know, something like, got it, okay. So, you know, it sounds like a really, like a, a lovely property, um, it sounds like you have some attachment to it, or, you know, have you thought about just hanging on to it, maybe renting it out, something like that? Oh, no, no, I, like, I'd love to keep it, but I, I can't, I'm moving on, and that's the decision. Or they might say something else, like, well you know, I'm thinking about that. I'm actually just trying to get, figure out what I could get for the house. You know, like yep. then, then if you're I can't d- get 450. I'll rent it. Exactly. Right. And you get into a different kind of territory and you know, that's a, that's one, you know, very effective way to sort of dig into timeline. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts? I totally agree with that. Um, I, I think that is the primary way of identifying whether, uh, they are a real seller. And then, um, I, I like to find out if these people are, are a candidate for, for getting sold to an investor. You do. I do. I do. (laughs) I want to know what this house is like. I want to hear about the condition. You do. You, you like to dig into the condition. I do. I do. I, I, I like to dig into it as at a more surface level. Okay. I, I'm like, okay. Is, uh, what's the house like? Is it a dump? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Imagine a, you've got a yes and a no box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, 
Um, well, one of the ways that you can do that, Dan, um, as you know, is you can, at, again, sort of go negative, but in terms of figuring out are they possibly selling for cash, I'll sort of take the same tack, but say something like, hey, you know, um, the house, I hear what you're saying, the house needs some work, but have you thought about, you know, there's some, it's, a, it's in a great spot, have you thought about hiring an agent? That wouldn't be me. But have you thought about going the agent route and maybe trying to squeeze sort of the most out of it as possible or maybe fix it up some, right? Then you sort of, you've done the same thing. You sort of walk them into this other scenario. And generally speaking, if they are not interested in that path, they're going to be happy to to make it clear. They're going to be like, I ain't working with a realtor or, I, mm-hmm. you know, that's, mm-hmm. I'm not paying a commission or I'm not fixing up anything. Or I'd like to fix it up, but I don't have the money, so I'm not, you know, something like that. And you know what? They may also say, uh, yeah, I'm considering it. Um, I'm having a realtor come over this afternoon. And that doesn't, I mean, if anything, that further enforces that this is a real seller. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, and I think that's a actually a really, uh, a really good point. You know, if you, you've got some, they're shopping around that to me is always a good sign to a point Mm -hmm. but you know if they're meeting with other investors and or realtors i mean you can almost assuredly check off there's a there's a deal happening here somebody's getting it yep might as well be us might as well that's what i would say i've heard you say that many times you have oh yeah i didn't even know you paid attention you gotta put that on a t-shirt might as well be us I was coaching my son's soccer practice yesterday. One of the kids had on a shirt that said, I'm just here for the cake. Mm. I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, well, I think it's pretty straightforward. I, I don't we- think it was <laughs> a message in disguise. <laughs> well, it's... So, we kind of... Here's the thing. And Here's I something for you, Kevin. Okay. Should we give these folks a live role play? Or should we save that for another pod? Did you bring your uh, your nursing outfit? My nursing outfit? Yeah. You're... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Dan Kevin. His French maid outfit. I am the ball here, okay? <laughs> Do we want to talk through a scenario... Of a seller calling in. Uh-huh. You take it in the call. Me? You take it in the call. You be in the ISA. Okay. And let's show them how this is done. Way to put me on the spot, Dan. We're talking through a lot of theory. And, you know, I've never been a big theory guy. I want to I wanna see how the sausage is made. You do? Yep. That's rich talk from somebody in a French maid's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Call it like I see it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, you're, All right. wait, you're the seller. I'm the seller. Oh, you're going to be a cantankerous seller? You're going to be a nice seller? What are you going to do? You'll have to find out. Oh, boy. I'm not giving you any clues. Woo! Okay, putting you on the spot. We did not discuss this in advance. He has no idea what the situation will be. I have not not even a clue. Are you going to give me an address? Why don't we start the call and you'll find out what you get? Now you're talking. All right. All right, ring, ring. Hi, this is Four Brothers. This is Kevin speaking. Uh, hi, Kevin. My name is Samantha, and I am calling um, because 
we got a letter um, at my parents' house. Uh, it says here that uh, you guys are interested in uh, purchasing the property and um, you will buy it uh, directly from us. You would pay the closing costs, you would buy it as is. So I just wanted to find out um, how that would work and I guess uh, find out what price you would be offering. Sure, well listen, I appreciate the call. You said Samantha? Uh, Samantha, yeah. You have a lovely voice, Samantha. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the call. That is, That sounds like our letter. And I would be happy to take a look at the property here and chat about uh, how our process works. Um, can I ask you for the address? Uh, sure. It's uh, 4110-38th Road in Arlington. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm just going to pull it up here so I can take a peek at it. I'm going to look at the street view as well and just so I can kind of get a picture. Okay. I got it. So you've got um, kind of a rambler type situation here. Perfect. And you said this was your folks house. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. And where, where are they? Uh, do you know where they're going? Or? So they are living with me now in Charlottesville. Um, the house has been vacant for the last few years. Um, we, uh, no one's moving back there and, uh, it's just finally time to sell it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, I say, yeah, it looks like it was purchased many years ago. Um, been in the family a long time. Um, well, I can tell you, you know, for starters, I live in Arlington, so I love Arlington, um, projects and I'm always happy to, uh, take a look at Arlington properties. Um, you said that they're living with you in Virginia, Charlottesville. Tell me what um, is uh, a little bit about the property, if you don't mind, just in terms sure, of condition. Sure, sure. So I know, I know, in Arlington, a lot of these old um, houses built in the '50s are are getting torn down, and um, new houses are getting built. So I don't think uh, the house will matter all that much to you. But um, as you said, it's a rambler. Uh, I think it's about a thousand square feet. Um, but what's really nice about it is it's on, um, a large lot for the neighborhood. It's a little over 10,000 square feet. It's, mm, uh, that is nice. it's square and flat. And, um, you're not the first, pre uh, builders have previously, I'm not actively talking to anyone, but builders have in the past reached out to us with, with interest in tearing it down and building a new home. So, um, I think that's really what's going to happen here. You, okay. Yeah. I'm sure you get mailers all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not under the impression this was a monogamous relationship, Samantha. <laughs> Good. No, it's uh, yeah. No, I I uh, I understand. It makes a lot of sense. I, I'm sure. I think you're right. Just looking at it here, it's sort of a prime candidate given the lot for a teardown situation. Um, I would love to just go walk the property, uh, at least on the outside. Um, is that okay if I drive over there later today and just kind of walk around the outside of the property, take a look at the it's lot? It's okay with me. We do have a neighbor who um, is sort of a, a, a caretaker, sort of pays attention, makes sure uh, everything's okay. So I'll just shoot her a message. Um, if you let me know when you want to go, I'll shoot her a message and let her know you're going to go over Perfect. and walk around. Okay, that would be super helpful. So uh, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned that they have, they're not going back. Your folks have been living with you. It's been unoccupied for some time. Why now? What's got you thinking, you know, what, what, why uh, is now the time that you're going to sell it? Um, I, you know, 
we, uh, my siblings and I, are uh, talking about uh, purchasing a property for them now that um, uh, that will be better suited for them. Uh, so we could use the money out of this to uh, to buy that. Okay. So is that sort of the decision that's been made at this point is sort of uh, the house is going to get sold? We're sort of all in agreement that that's what needs to happen now. Okay. Uh, my dad's been sort of uh, dragging his feet for a long time, but all of us siblings uh, and my mom um, are all um, ready okay. to make this happen. And I, and I think he's, he's sort of now on assuming, assuming we can get uh, the right price for it. Um, then I think, uh, yeah, we're ready to let this go. Okay. So that okay. I wouldn't consider this a fire sale, Kevin. No, no, it doesn't sound like that at all. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it takes time. You know, obviously, if it's been a house that's been on for a long time, there's sort of an emotional component there, and it takes time, sort of, for folks to wrap their mind around kind of letting it go. So I can certainly appreciate that. Um, do you think that your dad will, you know, sort of get there here? You know, he's kind of on board at this point, or is that still an open question? I mean, I think he's on board. I think he's on board, assuming um, the the as I said, assuming the number's reasonable. I mean, I, I don't think we're on board uh, with some kind of lowball, but uh, we are sure. on board if, if we can get what it's worth. Okay, and have, uh, it sounds like you guys have kind of talked that through. What you're hoping to get for it? We have. I think uh, the recent assessment came out. Um, just it was a little over a million and i think that's that's sort of the range that we're looking at okay so you're talking about the tax assessment correct yeah got it okay um is that and if you can't get that number um that's it sounds like that's kind of a deal killer then well um i don't know i guess it will depend got it okay um okay yeah all of that makes sense well um let me ask this. Um, so I'm happy to swing by later today, as I mentioned. Um, once I've had a chance to walk the lot, I can spend some time, um, call you back. I may have some questions, but it will only take me, um, you know, a day or so to put together an offer. I may be able to do it even this evening. Um, you know, to the extent that I'm, uh, you know, once I have done that uh, diligence, do you have a feel for kind of when um, your folks are going to be you know, prepared to kind of give a yay or a nay on an offer? I think we could, we could make a decision within the next couple of weeks. Okay. So it's, it's going to be, so it's not, they're not ready kind of it, you know, they're not making a decision here like this week necessarily. It sounds uh, like. I'm not saying they won't, but I also don't want you to think uh, the moment you send it over, I'm sticking it in front of them for signing. This is something we're going to have to yeah, all know, have to discuss, have you know, my out. sibling. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay. Um, so we can talk more about that. So it sounds like they're, um, that all sounds good. I, I'm going to go by, I'm going to walk, uh, walk the property, put together an offer. I'm sure I'll have a couple more questions after I see it. Is it okay if I call you back? Of course. Okay. And uh, I guess one last question, um, you know, Arlington being what it is, you know, such a great market. Are you... Um, you know, you're calling, you, you, you've had developers reaching out to you. Are you thinking about just listing? That wouldn't be me if you listed, I, I, I'm just a cash buyer, but are you thinking about that as a route as well? Uh, 
it it is something in consideration um there is a a realtor who's contacted us who um has offered to list it uh so we are thinking that through um i think there's some appeal of selling it um directly because we just we know this is a teardown so we're not sure how much sense it makes to um to pay a realtor but uh if we can't if we can't get a number that makes sense for us um we'd likely go that route got it all right so let's step out of character dan okay how was it i thought you did uh you were low pressure which i liked it made me feel comfortable um and um well what what did you achieve that was sort of material if you were an isa uh, I think you could say conclusively that this is a seller. I think so. And I think you could say there's a high likelihood it's going cash. I think that's right. So. You really teed up a great example for me here, Dan. <laughs> kind of a softball. I decided to throw you a softball you for did. the first ever okay. uh, podcast role play. Impromptu podcast role Can't play. Can't promise it'll always be like this. Okay. All right, Samantha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... I think that's I think that's everything then. I think that's it. I hope you guys got something out of that. This one went a little long. It did. Um, but we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. Thanks again. See ya.